Welcome to the Mom Worthy Podcast. This is Brittany. This is Sam. Grab your coffee or your wine and come hang out with us. Hey guys. Hey. We have a really good episode for you today. We talked to Michelle Dempsey, who is a certified divorce specialist. You asked and we, we delivered. delivered. Well, you, we can never answer these types of questions. We don't have firsthand experience. And it's something that we get a lot of questions about. Um, divorce, when it's time to get divorced, how to co-parent, um, and how to just navigate divorce once you are in it or about to go through it. So Michelle is the pro. And we had a question box. You guys asked a lot of questions. We went over quite a few of them. And she had a lot of really good advice. So I think this is going to be one that I think a lot of people can appreciate. Yeah. It's a really good episode for the advice that you're talking about, but she also talked about all the other resources that she has available yeah. for you guys. So it's even beyond this hour that you'll spend with us. You're going to learn a lot of resources for you guys. If you're contemplating divorce, if you're going through it, if you're struggling co-parenting, she's got something for everybody. Yeah. So here is our chat with Michelle Dempsey. Enjoy. Hey, Michelle. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Um, you know, it's Sunday, chilling. Don't have much going on other than a little one running around. We feel that. <laughs> so we're excited to talk to you today. Before we get started, can you just explain basically who you are, what you do to our followers? Sure. So my name is Michelle Dempsey Maltak. Um, I go by at the Michelle Dempsey on social media. That was my last last name. I have a new last name. <laughs> Um, I am a, a divorced co-parenting mom. I am remarried and blending a family, and I'm also a writer. So the shift, the shift in my writing happened back when I first got separated. I felt really lonely, and even with all the best friends and family in the world, I didn't really have anyone around me who understood what it was like to go through this. I was 33 with a two-year-old, and I felt isolated. So I started writing, I was already writing for Scary Mommy and a bunch of other motherhood magazines, but very quickly I pivoted to talking about what I was going through almost as a like subconscious call to other women. Like, are you out there? Like, hello, respond, please. And that very quickly happened. Um, my Instagram followers started like really piling in, asking for more content about anything related to divorce and co-parenting or single motherhood or the struggles of you know, having to deal with a high conflict ex. So back in January, I added podcaster to my title. I wanted a way to answer everybody's questions because I was getting hundreds a week at a minimum. And at that point, I was nothing more than a, a writer and a marketer. I own a marketing agency too. And I would invite experts on to talk about issues like that everyone was asking about. And very quickly into that, I became sought after to answer questions and I realized I needed, I needed to do a little more learning. So I became a coach. Um, I also took an amazing course and became a certified divorce specialist. And now I have a certification in uh, trauma and resilience because I have found that there is a big connection between women going through divorce and unhealed traumas in their childhood. I, I having those issues, me being one of them. So that is the long and short of me and what I do. I have a huge membership community for moms who can join us um, if they're not looking to work one-on-one -on -one with a coach, but want to reap the benefits of 
everything I share as a coach. Uh, that's what my community's for. And I am blown away every day and completely in love with the platform that I've built because it, it helps me too. You know, like having a lot of followers that, that are engaged in what I share is wonderful, but it, every single like and comment and DM means so much to me. So I'm, I'm very happy to be on this path. Wonderful. I definitely can agree that it has given us so much. People always say it gives them, them something, but really it gives us something yeah. behind the scenes because we're the ones that get to see how everybody thinks and feels and, you know, and, and comes together. And it's really a beautiful thing to build. I, That's one thing, though, a topic that we do get asked about that we don't have the answers to is divorce. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad we got to find you. Someone else actually, I think, yeah. referred you to us. So. Oh, I'm honored. Who was that? Yeah. One of our followers reached out and said that they would love to have you on the podcast. And oh, I'm so happy. To you, and we're like, oh, perfect. We need to talk about this. Yeah. And But it's like finding the right person to talk about topics. Exactly. So, it worked out perfect. It did. <laughs> we actually did a question box yesterday because we knew people had questions, and we got a ton, but we did pick out a few that we think that you could help answer. Sure. So one of the main ones that came through and, and people worded it in so many different ways, but the gist of it is, what's the difference between a normal rough patch that any old marriage is gonna go through because we all go through rough patches. So what's the difference mm -hmm. between that and it truly being time to call it quits and it being over? That's an amazing question. And the podcasts that I've had on that topic are my most listened to and downloaded for sure. Um, it's, it's really great. And it's an important thing to talk about now, especially coming out of, you know, the, the depths of COVID and quarantine, because just a month into quarantine in April, we all locked down in early March. By April 15th, the inquiries for, for people who wanted to get separated reached divorce attorneys had skyrocketed and by August divorce was up 34% from last year. But divorce was like, you know, at a steady like 40 to 50% of marriages and then it went down a little bit and this year it kind of just blew up again. And so that question has been coming through time and time again. Ironically, for a lot of the women that I'm coaching right now, their, their breaking point was in May. Like everyone I'm working with now split up in May or told their husbands it was over in May. But I think it's really important you know, we are in a society that glamorizes the independent woman and you don't need a man. And while I think those things are true, you don't need a man or somebody to complete you. I still very much believe in traditional family and, and you know, a husband and wife and kids and all of that. So what I always advise people is a rough patch is normal. Like we're all going to go through them, happily married or not. You can have a rough patch. And if, if you love your husband to death, and are willing to work on the marriage and you are receiving that on the same end, if you feel loved and you feel like this person is committed enough to work with you on whatever it is you're going through, stay in it. Do not, do not call it quits at the first sign of a rough patch. Otherwise you'll always be alone because life is rough, right? So the difference between a rough patch and knowing when to leave is when you've had a lot of these rough patches, you feel like you're the one doing all the work your ex is no longer reciprocating. He's completely checked out. He doesn't want to go to marriage counseling. He doesn't really give a shit how his actions are affecting you. That's where I would say the big difference is. But if you have two people who are committed to making it work, even if, even if one of you has an affair, right? Like affairs happen, whether emotional or physical, if that person 
can own up and say, I did this, it was a mistake, I'm sorry, and I wanna make this work, make it, try and make it work. If your trust is broken, fine. But if you're not, if you still love this person enough, don't let one mistake or one fight or one really difficult time in our lives, AKA COVID, be the deciding factor for you. I, I always advise clients, if you have not yet gone to marriage counseling or tried to make it work, I don't wanna work with you. Because I can empower you to leave and be fine on your own, but I want you to go to bed at night knowing you've tried every little thing you can to make it work. That was important to me. You know, I went to marriage counseling a bunch of times. I went to individual counseling. I tried anything and everything, and I wasn't going to quit without giving it a fighting shot. That makes a lot of sense, for sure, when you hear you say it. But a lot of us that are in the moment, obviously, we don't- No, in the moment, you're like, fuck you, I don't need you. Yeah. But I agree with that. I, I really do. Because I, I think that if, if the other partner is willing to put as much effort as you are willing to put into it, that can create something really beautiful. Um, but when they check out, what do you do? You know, like if you're, if you're going to bed crying alone more nights than you're not, that should tell you a lot. You know, like my husband now, um, we are very committed to not going to bed angry. Like if one of us is upset with the other, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna kiss and make up before we go to bed. And that says a lot about our commitment to the relationship. You know, in my, in my first marriage, it wasn't like that. I was going to bed alone most nights and waking up heartbroken. Another thing to look out for within yourself is, are you staying because you're scared to be alone? Like, is it worth it to you to be hurt and upset and not fulfilled just so that you have somebody there? That's, that's another thing. I used to wake up every morning after a fight with my ex and I, I would be more like, oh my God, can I really be divorced? That was my first thought instead of, oh my God, I love him so much. I need to make this work. So that, that should also tell you a lot. If you wake up like with this fight hangover and you're sad that you had the fight and you want to go fix it, it's worth fixing. If you're more like, shit, what do I do now on my own? You're probably ready to be on your own. Do you think that there's any absolute deal breakers in a marriage? I think it depends. That you work on it, but are there deal breakers in your opinion? Well, I mean, uh, abuse, emotional and physical abuse, get out. Like that's not worth fixing. That is not okay, especially around children, if it's happening to you or the children. Goodbye. It's National uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, by the way. Domestic violence, I read in the LA Times, was up like 80% because yeah, people are stuck under one that. roof. Get out and go. That's not, a, that's not a situation that you try and work it out, in my mind. But again, everybody's different. Everyone has different standards they set for themselves. I think we're in a time where we're all you know, into this like looking within and accepting our flaws and our mistakes. Um, you know, some people can overlook an affair. I don't know if I personally could, but a lot of people can because they're of their cultural beliefs or their commitment or their, you know, just the passion and time they put into their marriage. I think the one and only deal breaker is abuse. Uh, I was wondering, so like, it's interesting that you say um, you don't think it's a deal breaker. I actually saw someone on TikTok. <laughs> There's all these people on TikTok now giving advice. And they were saying if someone cheats, they're saying the same thing as you, basically, it's not a deal breaker, especially if they own up to it. But it's when they don't own up to it and you have to like research and you, you find it on your own and they still won't like admit that they cheated on you. That's the time when you probably won't be able to work things out. Do you agree with that? Right. 
I actually saw a really great post on this yesterday. My friend Kate, her account is the Divorce Survival Guide. Um, uh, one thing you never want to do is try and make it work during an active affair. So if your ex, you catch your ex having an affair and you're like, but I love you, I'll forgive you, I want to make it work, and he's still sleeping with this other person, eh, if he's willing to stop, own up to it, and move forward in whatever capacity that works for you, that's different. But if someone's actively cheating and you're desperate to make it work, you might need to take a step back. If it ends, if it's a one-time oopsie, if it was a work thing that became more than it should have mm -hmm. and it's done, that's different. But active affairs, you, you, you can't really fix a marriage while someone's actively stepping outside of the marriage. Yeah. Um, I think it's also interesting how you said too, like right now, everyone's all about empowerment. Like you don't need, I've noticed that as well. And I almost think that I think recently, I mean, divorce is up. I've seen a lot of celebrities getting divorced. I've also seen a lot of like mommy bloggers getting divorced and some of them, what I've noticed, it's almost like, oh, we still love each other, but, um, you know, it was our time to separate or whatever. Yeah. It almost makes it like, like, why didn't you try then? And, and I feel like people. Don't believe the hype, my friend. I, let me tell you something. To, to get to that point with your ex where your besties and both of you are no longer angry or resentful takes years. Um, the people who do the breaking up, like I was the one who left my marriage. I was a lot less angry than my ex, right? So one person is always going to be more empowered than the other. This whole conscious uncoupling thing, it sounds really nice, but I, I, I always tell my clients, like, that should not be the goal. Like, if you're, if you're striving to be best friends with your ex, we got to take a look at, like, your codependency issues, because you leave to leave. You leave to start a whole new life, potentially with a whole new person. The only thing that you need to do with your ex is co-parent, and that's very different from having a friendship. Is it nice to be amicable? Amicable? Absolutely. Like one of, one of my friends, um, I don't know if you know her account, Mimosas with Moms. She's worked, she's worked really hard at getting to a place where her ex-husband can be involved in her new life. That didn't happen overnight. And that's something that I stress to a lot of people. Like your goal now is to move on and create a new life. If your ex is an amicable part of that, great. But it's not common um, and it's not going to happen in the first year or two. Like there's, there's a lot of healing that people need to go through before they can get to that space. Yeah. So don't believe everything you see on the internet. <laughs> no, I say that all the time. Like, I mean, you know, it's a highlight reel. Like it's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not posting a story every time I'm pissed at my husband or he's yeah. pissed. At, like that's, nobody does that. Yeah. And if they did, we would sometimes judge them for it. Exactly. You know, like, oh my God, nobody wants to hear your drama. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, it's a lose-lose. Right. And you, you, you can't win totally. and you can't be too real, you know, and then you get right. not real enough. Yeah. That's a really good point. Like you'll look at other marriages and relationships and think that they're perfect and beautiful and that you want that. And why don't I have that? And jealousy is like the killer of your own happiness. For sure. And there, there is no perfect marriage. Listen, I had a horrible marriage and now I have a great one. But it's not like we're still human beings with flaws, right? Like if it were perfect, we wouldn't cherish the good times. And so that notion of perfection is just not fair to try and strive for because I think you know deep down in your soul, somebody may look like they have it better than you, but everybody has demons. Like we all have devils on different levels. So, you yeah. know, it's- I mean, that author, um, I can't think of her name right now. She wrote about marriage and stuff and now she's getting divorced. 
who I'm talking about. Rachel Hollis? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. what, literally yeah. what she taught like it was all about marriage goals and now she's getting divorced so well on. yeah listen i mean i guess you know what's the title of her book didn't see that coming um i don't i don't know that that's true i feel like you know when your marriage is not in a good place look i haven't read the book i know there are people who love rachel hollis and more pay, power to them um but yeah <laughs> I know. I've actually never read any of her books. I just know of her. You want to read a good book on divorce and, and what it means to really go through it, you have to read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. There's okay, no better book. I mean, not only is she owning up to the fact that she was a hot mess and shit show in her divorce, we all have to own up to that. I mean, in her first marriage, she's owning up to the fact that, yeah, shit, I'm, I'm gay. Okay. Like she had to go through so much to get to the point that she's at now. And that's what we want to see. We want to see the years put in, the effort put in, the experience gained. Like to me, that book was so powerful. And I read it well after I was remarried, but I, I believe in the journey and being able to see someone's journey and the transformation that happens, I think is powerful. You know, I, I, more power to Rachel for putting out her information about, you know, her recent divorce, but it happened three minutes ago. Like what, how did you transform from it? You know? Well, it's so true because you don't want to see somebody's end goal and think that it was, you know, three steps to get there when the actuality was like 57 and they went backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And, and, and yes. And I want to, you know, I want people to read that untamed by Glennon Doyle to see that there's, even when you make the decision to leave, there's pain and there's guilt and there's all sorts of ugly stuff you're going to have to go through, but all of that is for the better. Like, you know, transformation can hurt, but it's also worth it. Yeah. Um, I know we also got a lot of questions about co-parenting. Is that something oh. that you talk about as well? Something I talk about all day, every day. Okay. Um, <laughs> I live it because I am a co-parent now for three and a half years. Um, I, my, my husband's a co-parent. I now am a founder of a co-parenting app. So uh, that's something I can share later on. Um, my whole life is co-parenting. I'm doing a lot of research on it, talking about it all the time. My husband also happens to be a family court judge. So <laughs> ironically, uh, we're talking about divorce all day, every day and, and issues that are happening within the home. So yeah, I mean, bring them on. I've got lots of answers for you. I feel like people struggle with you know, dividing time and making it fair. And, and especially when a new um, relationship happens with yeah. your ex, I know that's something a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, yeah, how to get along with those and how to introduce, you know, new and share your kids. people into and how to properly share. So really it's like, where do you, where do you do everything with co-parenting, you know what I mean? I, I can't even and imagine. Top I, tips. Or I've had to think about, like, I just thought about that before. Like, I would hate that. I think, I think that'd be really hard for me to share my kid, but at the same time, I think it would be really beautiful to have a good relationship if I was in that situation. So how do you even do that? So first I'll say you don't need to stay married for the kids to have a good life. Um, it's far more damaging for kids to live in a home where there is tension and unhappiness between two parents and seeing two parents who are just kind of like tampering their existence to get by than it is for children to see two parents, whether they're you know in separate homes or separate cities, 
living lives to the fullest, learning how to love somebody else, like your kids need to see the best version of you in order to be healthy adults. So if that means not being married, don't be married. I always say your kids don't need a married mom. They need a happy one. Yeah. They, they form all of their beliefs about relationships and love and how to be treated and how to live life based on watching the interactions around them. So if you're going to stay married to somebody just because you're scared to co-parent your kid, understand that that in itself is more damaging than co-parenting. Mm -hmm. Divorce itself does not mess up your kids. It's how you handle co-parenting. So yeah, we get separated. We're like, oh my God. You know, for me, of course, I probably stayed longer because I was scared to co-parent. But at a certain point, you realize I can't be in this anymore. Now I have to co-parent. So what happens? As a mom, it just feels completely unnatural. Like, oh, sure. I, I grew this thing in my body for nine months. I birthed it, tore my vagina apart, fell in love with this little being. I decoded her cries, her gurgles, uh, you know, whatever it is. I was up all night, every night. And now... Let me just hand her off to somebody who I no longer like for 50% of my life, right? Completely unnatural. It's not maternal at all. Like maternal instincts. This is why, you know, mommy animals like never part from their babies until they're old enough to take care of themselves. It's the same thing. But guess what? You have to do it. And it's, it's a mind fuck. But what happens is this. You go through these terrible moments of what ifing like what if he doesn't know how to put them to bed the same way as me what if he lets any candy all day what if he becomes a disneyland dad and he's so fun and my kids think i'm boring all of these what ifs are going to happen the best thing you can do when you start co-parenting is learn to let go you first have to let go of your anger about the split or the resentment towards your ex then you have to let go of control. And those are two really hard things to do. And that's what I'm working with clients on time and time again. It's that notion of, you know, where do I give up the control? So for me in the beginning, I'm type A, I'll own it. I'm a control freak. I have a difficult personality because I like things a certain way. That's why me and my ex didn't really work out. And I would like, you know, is she asleep? But did you did you give her that blanket? But did she did you sing those songs? Did you brush her teeth? But why is she to go to bed an hour later? And did, like every little thing was making me nuts. And my therapist was like, Michelle, unless you want to live the rest of your life going crazy, you got to take a step back. What are your non-negotiables? So for me, it all came down to like basic human care. Is she being clothed, fed, cared for, and loved? Okay. After that, I knew I couldn't control what he was doing. Do I like the choices he makes for her sometimes? No. Do I know that he loves the shit out of her and would do anything for her? Absolutely, because he's proved that time and time again. So, you know, you have to take a look outside of yourself and, and look at your split as, you know, the reason for why you're co-parenting. You guys couldn't get along in a marriage. It, you're not gonna have the same ideals as parents very often or the same goals for your kids or do things the same way. So you have to first swallow that pill. The second thing you have to do as you're easing into co-parenting is create a life for yourself because you're so used to your days and nights revolving around your kids. The, those first couple of months when you're easing into it and you don't have your kids, you're gonna feel like you're in the twilight zone. Like what the hell is happening here? So in the beginning, um, for me, I was very lucky to have, you know, great friends. Um, one friend in particular, like at the beginning, I think Bella was only sleeping with her dad one night a week. So that night we would go, me and my friend would go to dinner and we would wander 
home goods because I love home goods. I had a new place. So I was like always looking for like cute stuff for the place. So literally that became like my routine. Um, and and that, that's what leads me into my last thing is routine. Develop a routine for yourself that allows you to get back in touch with you. Because I hate to say it, no matter how much you love your kids, you kind of lose your sense of self a little when everything you're doing is for them. You can start to see this opportunity without your kids as a good thing because you can tap into yourself again. I always say, do the thing that you love most that you were not able to do consistently when you were married. Um, I love to work out. I love to see friends and I love to write. So that became like my lifestyle. I would wake up, work out, meet a friend for lunch or coffee, come home and work. Like, and, and I started to look forward to that time. So it, it really is a mindset. If you're gonna sit around and cry because you miss your kids, then you're not really you know, going to heal, but you have to learn to see the time as something you can do constructively. What do you say to people who feel like their spouse isn't adhering to their non-negotiables? What if they feel like their children aren't safe and they have to did get some questions give like them that. to their... You have to think about, are they not safe um, because this person is making an active attempt to harm them or are they not safe per your standards? So if your ex is physically abusive, absolutely you can withhold the kids and call your lawyer or you know your local police department and say, and be honest, say, I have a parenting plan. My ex is supposed to be with the kids tonight, but I'm very concerned because I've seen bruises or my child is scared of the, the parent. You never want to make like an active decision to um, stop time sharing without like consulting a higher force because you'll ultimately end up in court and you want to be protected. Um, if it's emotional abuse, Listen, that's really hard to prove. If you, you know, if your kids are coming home and saying, mommy, mommy, daddy's always saying mean things about you to me and I don't like it, you know, I've been through that and it's very hard to prove. You can't really prove the emotional effects of, of the effects of emotional abuse for years and years and years on a kid. Sometimes it doesn't come to light until well into adulthood. So the best thing you can do in that sense, if you cannot, you know, get your parenting plan changed, which is virtually impossible anyway. You, the only thing you can do is be the best version of yourself for your child. If you feel your child is not being emotionally fulfilled in the other home the same way you would do it, I have good news. Um, research, Harvard research shows that children only need one stable attachment to thrive. So even if they're only with you 50% of the time, but you are a consistent, loving, doting parent and i don't mean like you're so great and you do everything perfectly it's when kids know that they can what to expect from a certain parent and they feel safe even if you never do anything exciting with them even if they just sit at home with you all day every day if they feel safe with you that's more than enough so you don't have to worry that one parent is going to completely outdo or unravel all the work you've done as a good parent um one one stable attachment is enough so you know if you are emotional issues in your kid. I, I started taking Bella to therapy when she was three, when I started noticing her saying things, and it really helped. Um, if your ex won't agree to let the child go to therapy, take yourself to therapy and learn strategies for dealing with what your child is going through. There's nothing wrong with making an appointment with a child therapist or psychologist for yourself just to get a better grip on parenting or co-parenting. And there are plenty of therapists who specialize in co-parenting. A lot of people probably wouldn't even think about doing that kind of stuff. It's, listen, you need, you know, it says it takes, 
it takes a village to be a parent. It takes like three villages to be a co-parent. And very often that, that village includes mental health professionals, um, guardian ad litems, parent coordinators, coaches. It, it, it's essential to have these tools in your toolbox. Do you have any advice for when you're bringing in, like you're remarried, you have a spouse. Does your ex have a spouse now too or no? No, no he doesn't. And then you you said that your your new husband or your current husband, he has children, you know, so you have that process. Does his ex have a, a new spouse in there too? She has a, a long-term partner that she's with. Um, so like she's, a lot of dynamics. Yeah, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of dynamics. <laughs> When I met my husband, he was about two years out of his marriage. Um, his ex-wife already was in a relationship. So there was maybe less of a blow emotionally for them on that end. For me, I was very recently out of my marriage when I met Spencer. So there was a lot more <laughs> to deal with on my end. Um, I get asked all the time too, how do you introduce somebody new to your kids and then what do you do when your ex introduces somebody new to your kids so i'll answer both of those when your ex introduces somebody new to the kids i have news for you <laughs> it's another one of those things you can't control parents will inevitably freak out i i will not allow my kids to be around that person okay There's nothing you can do about it unless you can prove that this person is a threat to your children i.e they have a, a, a criminal past, they're convicted felons, they have substance abuse issues. Unless you can prove like that they're a real threat to your kids, there's no harm in your kids being around them, except for your heart, you know, like that freaking sucks. Like some other woman is going to be braiding your kid's hair. I've been there. I get it. But it, this is, this is part of what you open your world up to when you choose to get divorced. And you, you have to always look at it from the lens of if I had somebody in my life, would I want that somebody to be barred from being around my kids? Wouldn't I want my kids to fall in love with this person that I've fallen in love with? So a lot of clients I have really struggle with that whole like, oh my God, this bitch was around my kids. I get it. I was the bitch who was around somebody else's kids, you know? So the, the best thing you can do is stop trying to fight it. Like your ex being happy is going to mean so much more happiness for your child and so much more peace in your life. Like the second one of the people in a split couples up, like a lot of fighting stops because you're channeling your energy elsewhere. So my advice is keep the enemy close, make her an ally. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, you know, even if you want to like punch her in the face after you speak to her, I understand that. But I can say that my husband's ex-wife has done a good job of like tolerating me or at least pretending to when we're in social settings because she knows ultimately I'm spending 50% of my time with her child. So of course she's gonna to wanna to make me an ally. And this is the same advice I give to other people. It doesn't matter how much, how much you hate your ex, this new person is not your ex. Call her up, send her a text. Hey, look, I know this is awkward, but I know you're gonna be around the kids. I'd love to get to know you better. My kids are asking questions. How do you want me to answer them? Let her see that you're not the enemy because your ex is probably saying, oh, my crazy ex-wife, my ex-wife is a bitch, my ex-wife is impossible. And then the second she realizes you're not that bad, a whole new world opens up for you. One where you can say to her, listen, 
Joe doesn't know how to do their hair. Can you help me out? Can you brush our hair before school? It's so nice to have a woman's touch. You know, men, men as wonderful as they are as dads, sometimes they don't do things like a mom. So it's nice to have that. And it's all about shifting your perspective and being emotionally involved enough to realize the benefits in this. Yeah, it stings. It hurts. You don't want someone else around your kids. But, you know, so long as they're not parading around naked in front of them and like treating them badly, like, you know, I think it's it's so much better for your kids to witness healthy relationships. On the flip side, when you meet somebody, um, I'm going to have to talk about another client again. I have a lot of clients. Her ex-husband literally put into their parenting plan that she was not allowed to introduce anybody new to the kids. She was like, whatever, at the time, she was so excited to get divorced that she was like, I'll sign anything. Lo and behold, a little time passes, she meets somebody, fantastic. This person is gonna end up being her fiance soon. They wanna move in together. And now she's in court because her ex-husband said, you can't introduce anybody to the kids. First of all, don't sign anything that says that. Second of all, your ex, this is never really in a parenting plan, so you don't have to worry about it, most of you. Your ex is not going to be happy. That doesn't mean you're wrong. That doesn't mean it's bad. That doesn't mean your kids can't meet this person. What you don't want to do is introduce your children to everyone you're going on a date with. You want to wait until you know that this is a stable thing, right? Like, I know the first couple of weeks of dating somebody new, you're all like in love with the idea of being with this person and you think they're going to be around forever. Give yourself a little time. I say give it three months. If you set to a real relationship with somebody, you're saying I love you, they're showing an active interest in meeting your kids, do it. Introduce them. If your ex is pissed, too bad, so sad, that's his problem. If you know in your heart this is a relationship that's going to last, there's no harm in introducing your kids. If you're somebody who isn't really looking to commit but likes the idea of like family time, don't do that to your children. You don't wanna get them used to somebody new and then that person is gone again. That, that causes a lot of emotional turmoil. Um, but remember, you know, your ex will say a lot to threaten you during this time, such as if so-and-so sees the kids, I'm gonna take you to court. If so-and-so sees the kids, I'll take the kids away from you. That sounds scary, but this is why I always say on Instagram, just because somebody says something doesn't make it true. Your kids can't be taken away from you because you have a new relationship. So don't, don't believe the hype. Don't let yourself be controlled by an angry outburst. But, you know, really in hearing everything that you say, it's just kind of weighing the pros and cons, you know, in your relationship, is it to a point where you, that you want to walk away? And if, it, if it's really at that point that we talked about earlier, where you really need to walk away, then it's like, you just need to like give up the control at that point. I think, I think a lot of it's self-awareness. Self-awareness, self yeah. Being self-aware. You're, what are you going to keep up with? What are you going to try to make work out? What is, when is it really done? Yeah. For every single woman, and I'll tell you this, because like I said earlier, the podcast that I've done that covered the topic of like, when is it time to leave? Everybody yeah. wants to know, like, when should I go? Like, should it be next Friday? Should it be before yeah. Thanksgiving? Like, <laughs> right. Ultimately, it's like falling in love when you know, you know, like, for me, I wanted to leave for a year before my marriage ended, but I knew I had to wait for that right moment. And I had that right moment. And it was like an out-of-body experience. Something came in and took over me and like was able to say, this is it. This is it. No turning back now. This is the moment. And you have to wait for that moment. And it's going to happen. If you're questioning whether it's the right time, it's probably not the right time. 
you know, or you're still working through fear. You got to work through that fear of being alone. Because I'll tell you, divorce is not a death. Like people tell you it is. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to create a life the way you want it. It's an opportunity to give your kids what it means to have a happy existence. It's not the death people make it out to be. So don't buy into that. But you'll know, ultimately, you don't, and, and again, you don't owe anybody this decision. I have someone who's working with me now. She wanted to tell him last week. She didn't. She didn't feel it was the right time. I said, that's fine. You don't owe me like the satisfaction of telling him, even though we're working through how to have the conversation. You owe it to nobody. And your friends may be like, oh my God, but you're so unhappy. Just fucking leave him already. Mm -hmm. it, it's not your friend's life. Nobody else is living this life but you. It has to feel 120% right in that moment. Not just 100%. You have to know with every fiber of your soul that it's over. And you will know. There's no question. You will know. A woman always knows what's right. I feel like a lot, at least questions we get from people and conversations we've seen, a lot of moms are stay-at-home moms now who have no job and they're like terrified because they don't know what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. that as well, or have you had experience with moms like that? Yeah, absolutely. And what moms don't realize is there's so many opportunities for them. First of all, you can get a work from home position if you're looking to bring in some income. But if that is not an option either, there is um, somebody named Nicole Noonan, who I came in contact with a couple of months ago. She owns a business, a company called New Chapter Capital. If you think about it, New Chapter Capital, she's creating capital money for women who can't afford to get divorced. She will pay for your divorce or her company will pay. And then you pay her back once you get your alimony or your divorce settlement. So you are always going to be entitled to child support, whether it's a lot or a little depends on your financial circumstances between you and your ex and how much time he spends with the kids. But know that you are entitled to child support. Um, if you're thinking of leaving and don't feel financially secure yet, that was something that I felt. I wanted to be able to support my child on my own because I didn't know if I would get money from my ex-husband, start saving every little thing you can. Stop, stop with the public spice lattes. You know, stop like dropping extra money on shit at Target. Scroll that away. You're gonna wanna have to ha have a little safety net, um, at least to put a roof over your head or feed your kids while you're in the divorce process. Also for a divorce attorney. The, the next thing I can say is if you have family nearby who is willing to take you in, do not be ashamed of moving back in with a family member. Plenty of people do it. I almost did it. Like if it means, you know, having a roof over your head where you don't have to stress about finances while you get yourself back together and your life back on your feet, amazing. It also means having other people in the home who can be strong when you feel weak. You know, my mom is my source of strength. So when I was a mess through my divorce, I just showed up at her house with Bella and like dropped Bella on her lap and went to the other room and cried. Like, do not be too proud to move back in with your parents if you have to, or a cousin or a grandma. Like that, that is how people move on. They, they do things that may feel uncomfortable in the moment to find their ultimate comfort. So, you know, the excuse of money, yes, it's a scary thing, but there are ways to navigate that. We're gonna have to add new chapter is what it's called. New chapter capital. It's all of the information is gonna be on my website. Okay. Okay. And the book. And the book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we never knew about. So now we can recommend these things and of you, of course. So, well, you have a lot of resources. You know, I've looked at your Instagram. You post regularly. You post a lot of great content in regards to this topic. 
you also have a link on your Instagram I was looking through and you just have page like a, a like a scrolling so, page of resources for people what to go to when people come to you they can do like the coaching or then you have the, the group can you explain exactly yeah. so uh individual coaching I offer that um I'll usually do a monthly group coaching workshop so that's more for people who need advice on a certain topic and not like a coach to hold their hand through the whole process um I will say though and it's, it's really kind of special for me. Anybody who does the group coaching workshop ends up becoming an individual coaching client because it is really nice to have somebody hold your hand through the process. Um, I always say somewhere in between your therapist and your lawyer lies the coach. And that's like the perfect way to, you know, a coach can give you help with navigating the, the legal process in terms of like helping you decipher what you really want for your parenting plan and the therapist helps you unpack the pain of the past but in the middle you have the coach to help you with everything else so yeah there's individual coaching i do group coaching workshops usually every month um but right now what i really want to share with all women um i've created the moms beyond membership community and what that is is you sign up for a low monthly fee where you're not having to pay it a, a, big coaching fee every month, because I'm not going to lie, it's a little expensive. Um, you, it, within that community, I have endless resources. I have videos from lawyers, mediators, mental health professionals, relationship coaches. I'm regularly updating it with content that I create just for the members, videos, journal prompts, checklists. I even have music playlists to help you on your sad days or when you're feeling like a bad bitch. Um, and within that, I think that why most people join is because if you are a part of the membership community, we do one monthly workshop for free. So everyone kind of reaps the benefits of coaching for individual coaching for free because we're doing a monthly workshop where we all speak to each other. There's a Facebook community just for the members so everyone can get to know each other and vent and air their grievances. Um, and I also created a page. I, I do a lot of collaborations with brands that I love. So they are extending their um, discount code to all our members. So for everything from my favorite loungewear to my supplements that I take, everything's like 30 to 50% off. And then of course there is the 20% off of the co-parenting app that I am now a co-founder of. So there's, there's lots of stuff in there for our members and it's, it's, it's my passion project right now. And I love how many people are, you know, inquiring and, and becoming a part of it because let's be honest, like, a coach is almost essential through the divorce process at this point, but it can also be pricey and not in everybody's budget. So I created it so that women can have access to all of the help and resources they need from people I trust, even if they can't afford it. What is the name of your um, app? The app is uh, FAIR, F-A-Y-R. It is a co-parenting app. I did not create the app. My good friend Mike did. Um, the app is designed to help co-parents communicate more effectively. Most divorce attorneys and judges and lawyers will say, get an app where the two of you can communicate because when you're dealing with unhappy exes, there's a lot of unhealthy exchanges that take place, text, email, phone calls. You wanna quiet that out and the best place to do it is by committing to both using an app. So this app um, and where I got involved is in, I kind of came in as like a, an influencer, but I was already using the app. And now we've, we're co-founding a whole nother branch of the app dedicated towards co-parenting education. So I'll be sharing that at some point down the road, but this app helps you communicate. 
everything, all your exchanges, your text exchanges within the app are admissible in the court of law. So if you're dealing with a high conflict ex who can't control their mouth or who is harassing you via text, everything that's in there cannot be manipulated or deleted. It can go straight to the judge. Literally, he can log in and print out your conversations. There's a color-coded calendar, which really helps co-parents in the beginning because the schedules get so confusing. So every time you add something in the calendar, let's say Timmy has the baseball game and you want dads to know, you don't have to text him, hey, do you want to come to the baseball game so that he can say, you bitch, I don't want to be anywhere around you, but yeah, sure, I'll be there at five o'clock. Then that text ruins your day. So you just add it in the calendar and he gets an alert. Um, and any, anything that you do with the child. So a big thing when you're now separated and co-parenting, you want to, you want to be like prove your accountability that you showed up at the right time to get your kid. There's a geo check-in feature. So you can literally check in every time you go to pick up your kid, you check in, whether it's at your ex's house or if you're doing your exchanges at Starbucks, whatever it is. Lastly, it has the finance component, which is really helpful when you have shared custody. You're both going to be responsible for equal share or some kind of breakdown of the finances. You know, if I get Bella new sneakers, my arrangement is that my ex owes me half of whatever I spent for Bella. Some people have 80-20, but either way, you keep track of it in their expense tracker and your ex can see what they owe without you having to ask for it, which takes a lot of the discomfort out of the process. So... If nothing else, if you're having issues with co-parents communication, um, download the app. Your ex doesn't need to use it either. Like you can use it on your own and make your life a hell of a lot easier. Plus now what I came in as a co-founder with is we're starting Be Fair Families. So the app is fair. The website is befair.com, B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. Use my name as the discount code to save 20% off when you download it. Um, but we're creating Be Fair Families, which is going to be a whole component of co-parenting education, co-parenting courses, uh, resources. So I'm really excited to be a part of that because I know that if anybody needs help throughout this process in any area, it's the co-parenting area. That's amazing. Seriously, I think that's going to be very helpful because I hear that those types of issues that people have. And so it's all right there. Yeah, Deal all right there. Well, I'm a child of divorce. My parents got divorced after 24 years. Oh. I was yeah, seven. No. I'm sure you can speak so much that I'm, I, I talk about. I'm a child of divorce too, which I feel like gave, gives me a leg up in this process. But, you know, having seen my mom do it, who was an immigrant from another country, married my dad, who was wealthy and out doing his own thing all the time and she finally had enough and she was able to rebuild a whole new life for herself without having a career and not with English not even being her native language like if she can do it and freaking thrive like my mom is the biggest badass I know ladies anybody can do it mm -hmm. really. I agree I, I'm amazed at what my mom was able to accomplish because my dad was not one that was involved very much I didn't see him very much after the divorce and everything like that but of course he still wanted to fight about every single thing all the time and I'm in my 30s at this point and they're finally starting to get along <laughs> so anytime I see you know tools to help people have a better successful co-parenting relationship makes me so happy because it was I didn't mind that my parents weren't married. That was okay. I wanted them to be happy. What was hard is that they couldn't get along, you know, that we couldn't yeah. be civil with each other as a family. Yeah. I love all this. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah, my parents' divorce took nine years. 
to finalize. So it was my entire adolescence. Like yeah, my parents wow. split when I was eight and then their divorce was official like just before I was finishing high school. And I don't have a relationship with my dad and neither does my mom for that matter. But Sam, I'll tell you, I learned so much about what not to do as a co-parent from that because it was the most unhealthy, toxic environment you can imagine for me. And so that definitely taught me a lot. Dang, they needed yeah. that app. <laughs> it does. It does, though. Like, obviously, it's hard what I went through, but I think it makes me stronger in my marriage. Absolutely. Stronger with who I picked because I was like, I don't want that for myself. I want to try to avoid it. So I was very picky with my, you know, picking my husband. And, you know, I think I'm very fortunate and lucky and I love him so much. My husband's amazing, but we still have our problems. You know, like we talked about the best marriage we fight we argue we have our issues that we have to work through um came from that it makes me stronger even to stay together with my husband you know like yes. i've seen every picture of it you know i know what i want and, it, and it, it does help you know so i like even talking about my experience coming from a child of divorce because i think even that insight is is important for moms to hear too you know like i was okay with my parents not being together i just wanted them to get along right so yes let's let's end this with saying your kids are going to be fine so long as they, they have at least one person who loves and cares for them consistently that's what they need you know we we are in a society where this two family partnership is so important it's not you look at all these success stories of these billionaire people and like tony robbins came from a show of a background and he's the world's like most inspirational successful motivational speaker there is so your kids are going to be okay but but you do have to make an active choice to provide that consistency and harmony for them totally i've noticed that too a lot of successful people came from like single moms and mm -hmm. well i have a theory like my mom because she was single she was so hard working you know so motivated she got her doctor's degree you know after the divorce right. like she's a nurse practitioner she got all her degrees like she's so hard working you know and to me inspiring she taught me and my sister to be incredibly you know hardworking, independent women and so you learn a lot when you go through things as childhood so it's There's like positives. like you said it's an opportunity it doesn't have to be negative it's an opportunity to make our kids more resilient and stronger in different ways we need to wrap it up too but <laughs> tell us um where our followers can find you your um your handle and your website sure so my handle is at the michelle dempsey um, my website is momsmovingon.com. You can check that out if you're interested in working one-on-one -on -one with me or to join our membership community, just click on the tab that says become a member. Um, I do a lot of workshops free or, or I had a recent one with um, Bronwyn from Real Housewives of Orange County. We did a great co-parenting workshop that was free. So a lot of freebies do pop up. Then I do my monthly group workshops also. So all of that's gonna be on my website. Um, if you want to know when things are happening, just uh, fill in the information on the website to join my email list so you can stay up to date with that. Very responsive um, on my DMs and everything. So if you have questions, feel free to shoot them over. Don't think that you have to hire me just to get a question answered because okay. awesome. I am all about helping everyone out. And, you know, the best, the, the last piece of advice I can give you is this too shall pass, whether you're going to stay, whether you're going to get divorced, like, everything is everything in life is a learning experience so take it in and just try to find the best in whatever situation you end up with thank you so much michelle we enjoyed talking to you thanks for having me you guys are great yeah. have a good rest of your sunday you too enjoy your bye. family time <laughs> bye bye